The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, it's been a bumper season for cinemas, with figures released by Bank of Ireland suggesting that cinema spending here soared by 136% in July compared to June. However, in among all the popular flicks, many within the industry are asking if our films are truly inclusive of all communities. Recently, the comedian David Bedale criticised the casting of Killian Murphy in the role of Oppenheimer, as he's not a member of the Jewish faith. Uh, Meanwhile, many have found fault with an upcoming remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which will only be called Snow White, as it features seven men of taller stature. Uh, stature. Now, Hugh Grant has been pilloried for his casting in the role of Oompa Loompa in the Willy Wonka remake. And the popular Barbie movie has also come under the spotlight as Wheelchair Barbie and Bionic Barbie appear on screen for a combined nine seconds. So what's it like to work as a minority in the world of acting? And is the industry truly inclusive when casting roles? Now, to discuss this, I'm joined in studio by Dorothy Leighty, a member of the executive committee of the Irish Equity uh, Actors Union. Good morning, Dorothy, and welcome. Good morning, Pat. How are you? It's a difficult one, uh, it I, is. I think, because yeah. uh, I mean, if you've got someone who is, um, say, in a war, a guerrilla war in Africa, that person has got to be black. You're not going to cast a white person unless they're a, a Wagner mercenary or something like that. But otherwise, they're going to be black. You're very good, Pat, and your heart is very good there. And I would agree with you in the absolute abstract. In an idealised world where we fixed the industry, obviously casting true to the character is essential. However, what we've got at the moment, what we experience on the ground, is so far removed from that. There is an element, and I, I will lay my cards for you, I personally dislike it. There is an element of having to examine casting decisions And to say, oh, hang on, are we bringing the right stories forward? Are we bringing the right people forward? Um, For instance, my my particular interest, obviously, is disability. So uh, you would expect that in a a truly reflective performance, one in five of the people that you see on your screen would have a disability. But some disabilities are not discernible. Some are hidden. This is true, which is, is another confounding factor. But for instance, if you were to walk onto any set today here or or any of the other territories the chances of you being able to to say i am working with a truly representative cast and that goes for any minority people the global majority women you know um gentlemen who are single parents any travelers are underrepresented chronically and and the problem that we have as well goes to tropism it goes to the stories that are written and the expectations put on our casting professionals Mm. Let's talk about the stories that are written, because if you have a story that is written about someone who's blind or partially sighted, um, you you might try to cast someone, for example, who is used to using a guide dog. It might make total sense. So, for instance, it's interesting you break that up because I have I have done this myself. I'm I'm one of my disabilities is that I have a visual field injury. I have previously played a blind woman, and the dog pile on Twitter, when it was Twitter, you know, back when there was the whole every actor must be on Twitter to prove you're bankable. The dog, because the di- one director who bills himself as the disabled director, incidentally, I don't believe in this separation of disabled actors, non-disabled actors. We're all actors. We're all striving to come together, not move apart. So he decided, you stole that role away from somebody who's blind. Now, mm. unfortunately, um, my director... And we've since spoken and mended everything in my ground. 
she felt the need to step in and say, now hang on, this lady not only gave the best audition, but was the only disabled candidate of any kind I saw. And of course I cast her, but I cost her on the strength of the audition. His instant reaction to that was, ah, sure, so she's the affirmative hire, that's all grand then. At which point I come back to him, I said, no, hang on a minute. What makes you think my 35 years does not count for anything? What makes you think I'm an affirmative hire? I sure In you other must words, you're, a part, you're the quota. Yes. Yeah, the assumption is always that we are unskilled on our very first job. If you look at the way the, the structural supports that are only just beginning to be brought in, one of our national major support organisations for the arts only appointed their first access officer two weeks ago. Now, sometimes there are roles where the person starts out, um, you know, before the war as able-bodied and then at the end of the war has some catastrophic injuries and and generally because they have to be seen to be able-bodied, that's who you've got to hire and then they use prosthetics and makeup and and so on uh, to create the disability. What do you say to that kind of decision? That 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 speaks to these narratives that we're quote-unquote allowed. If you speak to any of us, we are time and time and time again only wanted for parts where we either pay the prop, as in the person who is either injured during the course of the the film, we're 34% more likely to be killed off during the film, (laughs) or we're there to show what a wonderful person the non-disabled protagonist is, because sure, didn't they take it in their heart to take pity on the evil, broken... What is your belief? I mean, should a casting attempt to do this, or should it be, if you like, blind to uh, all the differences about uh, actors, and there are many, many actors of different characteristics, should they be blind and just give the best part to the person who auditions best? In an absolutely ideal world, it would be wonderful that we trusted all our professionals to be doing a a fully professional, proper job. At that point, you say it doesn't matter. Anybody can play anyone and indeed anything. But however, in life, I mean, I came across a director within living memory Um, up in the Midlands and this would be a gentleman who has significant say in funding who said to me and I will quote him directly do not audition for me for anything again I will never hire you people do not come to the theatre to see disabled people it's too depressing that is what we're up against and yet you can have uh, a disabled person played by an able-bodied actor which they don't find depressing because they know because it's a star that they're not actually disabled. Is it? This is this false narrative of only certain people are bankable. There's only room for 11 people at the top on average. And the idea being that, I mean, we've, we've heard it said of recent times, we've had members report to us that people are saying there are no talents in Ireland beyond the odd Killian Murphy and the odd yeah. star, which is absolutely not the case. There are hundreds and hundreds. There's 214 of us disabled working today. You know, and then there's all our non-disabled colleagues of all their various groupings. There's yeah. a lot of talent in this country, but we don't get a fair shake. So the idea of quotas, I mean, you did mention uh, other groups like single parents, for example. I mean, you're, it would seem to me to be daft that you, you have to have a quota of single parents in movies or in, you know, that it's doesn't do make sense. It's the systemic barriers that people face in, in terms of the industry. The industry is not... It's not nine to five. You can't walk into an office yeah. and walk out. But, the, but there no are many. Aggression. There are many people who just would not get up at four in the morning to be on set. 
just it doesn't matter whether they're, they're able-bodied, what, the what gender, what colour, what race they are. A lot of people say, not for me, thank you. There are, but at the same time, and I checked with a, a colleague of mine, um, one of our leading casters, previous to the beginning of COVID, we had 82 actors for every single job that there was of, of any kind. You want an actor, 82 will show up for the job. As at the last couple of months, we have 264 for every job. So absolutely, our minorities are getting the hardest hit. Yeah. And I would argue that our disabled actors are the ones who are the canary in the mine. We're often overthought. We're often edited out. There are, um, if you think of social media giants, as of January this year, disability was recategorized to be, quote unquote, potentially distressing content. That's the media landscape that we're working in. That's extraordinary. Potentially distressing content. Potentially distressing content. But bear in mind, we're only 49 years since it's been decriminalized in America to appear to be disabled in public. And we would, media-wise, we take a lot of a lean from then. Um, the Oppenheimer uh, critique is quite extraordinary because uh, we spoke to an academic who's written about inclusion and diversity in film, and he has suggested that there are seven actors of Jewish origin in the Oppenheimer film uh, two of them play Jewish characters and the other five play non-Jewish characters, which I think makes a nonsense of the argument that someone of Jewish origin should play Oppenheimer. Sure, look, there's, there's a lot wrong with the Oppenheimer film. Not least, there's no mention of the displaced people, the women who worked under such tight secrecy where it appears that people knew that they would have cancers. No, there, there's a lot wrong. What happens is that when people are pulling out the narrative string they go for, they're going to go for that and they'll follow the money. The, the human cost doesn't come into it. We, as audiences, we look at people on screen, we engage parasocially with people, but the industry today has very little to do with people and a lot to do with money. So the bottom line, I mean, you're speaking for yourself, but you're also a member of the, the uh, committee of Irish mm -hmm. Actors Equity. What is the bottom line here? Who are you talking to? Are you talking to directors? Are you talking to writers, playwrights? Who are you talking to in... And, and what sort of reform would you like? Sure, we, we like to talk to as many people as we possibly can. And we've a reasonably good dialogue with, for instance, the Arts Ministry. Um, what we find is that there are some resource organisations who are less open to talking to us. Um, you know, we, we'd like to be around. We certainly, we're aware. Anything that comes in with notice, we do our damnedest to send a couple of people in. You know, um, essentially, though, our first focus is and has to remain our members. Dorothy Lady, uh, who's an actor and member of the Executive Committee of Irish Actors Equity, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.